You're listening to episode 74 of the Journey to Launch podcast, a discussion of how income, privilege, and race affect your journey to financial independence. Welcome to the Journey to Launch podcast with your host, Jamila Souffrant. As a money expert who walks her talk, she helps brave journeyers like you get out of debt, save, invest, and build real wealth. Join her on the journey to launch to financial freedom in, in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 journeyers. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey to Launch podcast. I'm super, super excited to announce that the Journeyer Launch Club is finally here. So I've been talking about wanting to create a membership community where I could offer more value, more in-depth information and content, not just a podcast, but for you reaching your financial independence goals. And I know that a lot of you, you tell me your lives have been changed for the better by listening to this podcast. You've been inspired. You are killing it out there, but you need more support. You need more community. You need more help. And that's why I wanted to create the Journey or Launch Club, because I knew that I could scale something like this and help more people and offer it at a lower price than I would honestly when I do one-on-one coaching or group coaching. And so this is my solution. This is what I believe will help us all. And so let me just tell you a little bit about the Journey to Launch Club. And by the way, if you want to check this out as I'm talking, you can go to journeytolaunch.com slash launch club. So this is the beta round, meaning I initially wasn't going to actually announce it on the podcast. I was going to kind of keep it under wraps to the select few people who did raise their hand to want to know more. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I know there is someone listening to the podcast that does want to join, that does want to get in early. So let me give you the opportunity. And that's why I'm announcing it on the podcast now. The Journeyer Launch Club is a community of journeyers, that's you, providing the support, accountability, and tools to help each other reach our financial goals and live our best life. You deserve the life you've been dreaming of. So how do we do that? How do we become financially free? And we are going to do that in the Journeyer Launch Club. I do believe that it's deeper than just understanding math and what a Roth IRA is. I truly believe it's more than just understanding concepts. I know the change and success you are looking for requires integrated learning and community where you feel supported and confident in being able to reach your goals. And so that's where the Journey or Launch Club comes in. Let me just tell you a little bit about what's included when you join. And so you get this online community space where you can share and connect with other journeyers just like you. It includes message boards and you can join groups that are related to your special interest and you have opportunities to also connect offline. There'll be monthly launch parties. So these are more like informal virtual hangouts with me where we are just hanging out and we're talking about each other's goals and we're encouraging each other. And what I'll also do is bring on podcast guests who you have interest in, who you have more questions for, you want to get to know better, and then we can all virtually hang out together. So there'll be like live podcast after show parties. Also, there'll be live online classes taught. And so there are things that we need to understand to reach our goals. And so I want to be able to dive deeper in those topics. So things like understanding our credit, how to repair credit, how to invest in real estate, how to invest in general, side hustling, mindset, how do we improve our mindset? What do we need to do on the road to financial independence? Salary negotiation classes, retire early strategies, budgeting, debt payoff. The list goes on on the topics of classes and masterclasses that I'm going to have. I'm going to invite 
experts into the community to teach these classes. And then I'm also going to be teaching some classes throughout the year. I'm also going to include for beta users, members who join the launch map to financial independence. I'm building this out now as we speak. This is going to be, I think, my signature thing that I do. So I'm excited about testing it out and building it. And it's going to be a step-by-step plan showing you the things you need to do to reach financial independence. Also, I'm throwing in the budget bootcamp class. That's my budget bootcamp class that I ran last year. It's a two-hour replay of that program where you get to learn how to create and implement and stick with a budget. And so I'm offering this now to people who really want to get in on the ground up to something that's going to be huge. And I can't wait to see you in there if you're interested. If you want to learn more and you want to join, go to journeytolaunch.com slash launch club. This will be probably the lowest the monthly and annual investment will be if you join now. As I build the community out more, as we build it together, I will probably increase it. So if you want to come in at a time where it's going to be like the lowest investment and you're getting a lot of bang for your buck, this is time. So if you're listening to this in real time, I really encourage you to join now. If you're interested, go to journeytolaunch.com slash launch club. Okay, so excited today because I'm actually going to be doing a solo episode. Hey there, I'm going to be just talking about a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a while now. I'm going to be talking about three things that we are not talking about more of in the financial independence movement in the personal finance space, why we should talk more about them, and then how we can use these things to feel our journey to financial independence. And these three things are income, privilege, and race. Yes, we're gonna be diving into those three things, three important factors that will affect your journey to financial independence, whether you think it's something that's going to help you or hinder you. I'm hoping to make this a conversation where you see how no matter where you fall on those scales, categories, you can feel inspired to reach your financial goals. So before we get into the episode, just want to say thank you for listening. Also, show notes for this episode can be found at journeytolaunch.com slash episode 74. As always, if you know there's someone in your life that can benefit from hearing this message, share this with them. And then remember, if you're listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, that's that purple app on your Apple phone, please leave a review. I'll be actually reading a review from a journeyer later on at the end of this episode. All right, let's get into the episode topic. I wanted to do an episode about these three things because I really do believe that it's something that we don't discuss enough of. And I'm not saying that we need to constantly talk about income and race and privilege, but these are major things that affect the journey. So we need to be upfront and clear about it And I wanted to share my perspective on how these three different things affect the journey and how you can use them to your own benefit. Just as an aside, I try not to read too many actual personal finance, financial independence blogs. And actually, I listened to a lot more personal finance podcasts before I started my own. One of the reasons is because I like to actually have ideas come up for me on their own. And I also don't like to be caught in the echo chamber So sometimes the echo chamber, that's like when everyone's talking about the same thing or talking to the same people. And I really make it a priority on this podcast, on Journey to Launch, the platform, the bigger platform that is Journey to Launch, to try to reach out to people or to talk about things that you don't necessarily always see talked about 
in personal finance because I think it's more than just money. It's more than just one type of person. It's a collective of thoughts, people, things that we need on this journey to succeed. So I say all that to say is that when I do sometimes look up and I'm, I'm on Twitter or I'm hearing about what everyone's talking about in the financial independence space, I come across some things where it's just like, hmm, you know, I need to talk more about this on Journey to Launch because I know if you're listening, you might be thinking of how this affects you too. So again, the three things are income, which we're going to talk about the real truth about income and how that affects your personal finance, your financial independence journey. We're going to talk about why having a higher income will help you get to your financial goals faster. It doesn't mean it's guaranteed. And I'm going to talk about that. But I want to answer the question, can a middle class or low income person reach financial independence? Can they? Let's have a real conversation around that. Let's not skirt around that issue. Let's talk about that. I also want to talk about privilege. Privilege is a word that when it gets thrown out there, when it gets brought up, some people get very offended or they operate from a place where it's almost like it's a bad thing to have privilege. And it's not a bad thing to have privilege, but you should acknowledge the privilege and we all have privilege. So wanted to get into that and what that means. And then also let's talk about race. So let's talk about the race, meaning the cultural background, being a black person on this journey, being a person of color, being a woman, what that means. So it's bigger than just race, but just all the complexities that make up who you are and how it affects you on your journey traveling forward. So first, let's get into income. Income matters, it matters, it matters. So can you reach financial independence and financial freedom without a high income? Can you do that without having a lot of money coming in? And the answer is yes, you can still reach financial independence, but it's gonna take you longer and or you're gonna have to make certain sacrifices if you don't have the income to help you reach your goals. And that's why a lot of times when you do see people who have reached financial independence or who maybe have made a mark, you'll kind of say, wow, like, well, they were a lawyer or they had a high income and they had all these things going for themselves, even me, right? So before I quit my job, I was earning six figures working in corporate America. And that obviously helped me on my journey because we had more income, especially because I have a partner, my husband, and our combined incomes were able to propel us to our goals that helped versus if we had half the income, which is kind of like what it is now that I quit my job where we don't have my income anymore. But what does that mean for the average person, the middle to low income person that's trying to do this? Because sometimes it can seem very discouraging that you can't reach your financial goals. And I want to say that while it is easier to reach financial independence when you have a higher income, it's not impossible if you have a low or middle class income. I think the major thing that matters here is your mindset on either scale. So on either part of the scale, whether you have a high income or low income, your mindset and how you look around at your expenses and the way you spend and being thoughtful will matter. And so not feeling discouraged if you have a lower or middle income to be able to accomplish your goals. But knowing though that you do need to work at increasing your income in some regard. Now, there are always these big headlines, okay, mine included, you know, saved $169,000 in two years. That's what we did in two years. Or this person paid off $500,000 of debt, right? Like there are these huge numbers you'll see and you might think to yourself, if you're only earning a certain amount, like, wow, well, guess I can't do that. And like I always say, everything's relative. And so what I want you to focus on instead of where you are is where you are going and what you will accomplish. So instead of having a fixed mindset, 
have more of a growth mindset. Growth mindset meaning you're not just looking at your circumstances and thinking, well, that's it. There's nothing else that can be done. And I think one of the things that comes up a lot is that when people first hear about this financial independence movement and thinking about, wow, I want to do that, they look at the headlines, right? So what happens is that media will pick up on the headlines that will make you look at it, will kind of give you a shock. And part of that is good because then it gets you to open up the email or it gets you to read the blog or watch that show, that clip, because it's like, hmm, how did this person save a gazillion dollars? And I'm part of that too, because my story, my headline, and what I've been leading with in in order to get more people to listen and to pay attention to what this movement is, is that I saved $169,000 in two years with my husband. I always need to say that with my husband, it was two years because I don't want anyone to assume it was just me by myself and I didn't have a partner. I want to make sure that I'm also being upfront that yes, like I'm part of this narrative of kind of sticker shock, right? That's what you call it, where there's a big number and then it kind of gets people to stop and listen. But I think for a lot of people who are not able to save that much money, it can be possibly discouraging. But I want to say that if you're a journeyer and you intend to reach your goals, that if you look at numbers like that and you feel discouraged, then the journey will be a lot harder for you. I'd like you to be inspired, not saying that you need to save $170,000 in a year, two years. That's not what I'm saying, but saying that you yourself, no matter where you are, whatever station you are in your life, you can save or invest more than you have. But then the question comes, well, Jamila, I'm not earning a lot of money or I don't earn six figures like you did in your corporate job. So how can I, as a person, like as the average everyday person, reach financial independence? And so for me, I do believe that we should be, as a community, focusing on income. So in the personal finance space, we tend to look at expenses a lot, right? We look at how can you decrease your expenses and we look at budgeting and those are all important things. I talk about that. I believe that they're very important. The reason why that's the first thing people tell you to look at when you first start on this journey, because it's kind of the easiest thing to look at, meaning it's something you can immediately change today. So if you were to look at your budget, if you were to see maybe that you were overspending in a category or spending mindlessly and not aware, like you can cut out this and find kind of like reverse engineer an increase in income. Because by cutting out your expenses, you can then save more money and have more money in your pocket to then reach your financial goals. So yes, we talk about expenses a lot, but we also need to make sure we're talking about income. And that means how can you raise your income? So if you're not at a level in which you feel like you're making enough money to reach your goals, then you need to increase your income. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. And there are different ways to increase your income. There's increasing your income through your regular job. So if you're working a nine to five or you're in corporate America or in some way in which you can now leverage that job you already have, the options are working more hours, getting a bonus or working harder to get a better bonus, or maybe increasing your skill sets for that job and then having getting a promotion, which then hopefully leads into more income. Then there are things like side hustling. So what can you do as a side hustle that can bring you an extra income? Not necessarily starting a business. I think that's a little bit different. Like you can look at side hustles as just like a quick one-off of tutoring. And you're not necessarily starting an LLC or making it official, but just here and there, you're earning extra money to put towards your goals. That's one type of side hustle. It's like one-off. It's not necessarily structured. You're just doing it to earn more money. Or like me, where I started Journey to Launch as a side hustle. Well, it started as first as just something to do, but then okay, how do I turn this into a legit business that's able to earn some legit money, which takes a little bit more work. 
those are just some quick fire ways on how you can increase your income. But I think it's something that we need to talk more about in the personal finance space, in the financial independence space, because there are so many people who are coming to the journey with a lot of debt, with not much income. And then they're looking at like, well, well, how can I do this? And so I think the biggest thing you can do to help move you forward, other than looking at your expenses, of course, is to look at your income. How can you increase your income? And of course, if you're looking at what low income is, what middle income is and high income is, it's relative to where you live, right? So I actually came across this article on Investopedia talking about what income class are you? And it says that the category of middle income is made up of people making somewhere between $40,500 and $122,000. So they're saying that is what classifies middle income. Like it's a big range, right? And then those making less than $39,500 make up the lower income bracket. And then those making more than one eighteen dollars make up the upper income bracket. And so, of course, that is going to be different, right? Making $100,000 in New York City or the Bay Area, it's going to be different than if you make $100,000 in a low cost of area living or if you're living in a low cost of area. Your money will go further if you're living somewhere where the cost of living is cheaper or not as expensive. So it's going to be different. And again, you can't measure everyone with the same stick. So one of my missions is to talk about how can we earn more and how can we drive the income part of the formula forward, right? So there's income minus expenses equals the gap. And that gap is how you reach your goals. So obtaining more assets to increase your earning potential. How can you invest not only in the market, so not only in the equity market and your retirement portfolio and all these things, but how can you invest in yourself so that you yourself can grow yourself to be your best asset and your highest earning asset? While frugality and minimalism are important things in a toolbox to have, I believe income is going to be what really determines how fast you're able to reach your goals. And while cutting expenses, that requires discipline. So when you're looking at the formula and you're looking at, all right, I have my income and I have my expenses, I think it takes actually two different skill sets to accomplish maximizing both of those areas. And so I think effort through discipline is when you are cutting back on your expenses because it's going to take some discipline to maybe walk past the Starbucks and not stop, right? Like if it's something that you did every day or to maybe cut out the cable because you realize there's some goals that you need. That's going to take discipline. And then in the same regard, I think actually when it comes to adding income, that it's going to take will and courage. You're going to have to have courage to invest in something, right? And whether that's the markets, learning a new skill set, courage to ask for more money, to ask for a raise. I believe it takes more courage to earn income and it takes more discipline to cut back expenses. So to go back to the question around income, can you reach financial independence if you have a low to middle income? Yes, but it will possibly take you longer or not be such a easy journey. Not that any of it is easy because again, you're gonna have to focus more on your expenses. It's gonna be not nearly sustainable or possible if you're living in a high cost of area space and you are not earning enough to sustain your lifestyle. So again, let's be real and talk more around income and why it is important and why we should focus more on that on the journey. The next point is privilege. Privilege is something that comes up. I see sometimes in blogs and podcasts or especially like in the Facebook group, sometimes it comes up, not just my Facebook group, just other Facebook groups. And when the word privilege is talked about, some people get so offended because they're looking at it as someone attacking what they've done and earned to be where they are because, oh, you had privilege. So they look at it as someone's taken away the hard work that they did. And 
I want to say that we all operate from a place of privilege. The fact that you were born is a privilege. There's that statistic that's like the fact that we are born, there's one in like a billion chances of everything working out where we are brought into this world. So that's a privilege, right? The fact that we're breathing today is a privilege. There's some people who didn't wake up today. The fact that you're even listening to this podcast is a privilege because there are some people who don't have the means and access to listen to a podcast. So whether you listen to this on a computer or on your phone, there are some people in countries or even in this country in the U.S. that don't have access to the Internet. Okay, and I know I'm being very big picture privilege, but I think we should start at the baseline level that we all operate from a place of privilege. And then to go even deeper, though, there is certain privileges that you do have that other people don't. And that's not a bad thing. So there's a quote that I heard and I thought it was just excellent in describing what privilege was. It was privilege is not what you had to go through. It's what you didn't have to go through. So let me say that again. Privilege is not what you had to go through. It's what you didn't have to go through. Sometimes when people get so offended, like we'll say, oh, well, you're privileged. They're looking at it as like, well, you're trying to take away what I had to fight for, what I had to get to do this. And like, no, it's not discounting your hard work or the obstacles you had to overcome. Having privilege doesn't make you less deserving of the things you had. Yes, you worked hard. You deserved it. But it's silly to discount your privilege or to look down on someone else for saying to you, you had privilege. So for example, I am in a place of privilege now. I had privilege going up, right? It's all relative because if you look at the grand scheme of things, being raised by a single mom, coming to this country without anything, from that perspective, I had less privilege than maybe some of my peers who maybe grew up in a two-parent household and had maybe a father that was able to provide. That's a sense of privilege. But In a position where I was even able to come to this country, like that's privilege. I have siblings that were not able to come here, right, that are still in Jamaica. From that point of view, I have a sense of privilege by being able to have been raised in the United States because I had more opportunities, right, growing up, right? So even though raised by a single mom, my mom was able to help me buy my first car and she gave me money to help with my first 10% of that down payment when I bought my property at 22 Now, it doesn't mean she had a lot of money, but she was able to help me. And some people don't even have that. And then even in my position today, where now I have worked up to a level where I have assets, my children are now growing up in a level of privilege. I think it's one thing that we should just acknowledge, just acknowledge our own privilege, because one, it makes us grateful, right? So when I just said all that, when I just said all the privileges that I had growing up, I feel really grateful. When you operate from a place of being grateful, you become hopeful. There's this quote, like you can't be hateful if you're grateful. (laughs) Therefore, when you look at your situation and things you can accomplish, the world opens up for you because you're not looking at it as, well, I had all these bad things happen to me. I had nothing. I mean, yes, we've all had things, right? That have occurred in our lives that we either more than likely we didn't have any control over and it's put us in a position where we maybe feel like we can't succeed. But even in those regards, you had privilege, And so it's acknowledging the privilege you had and then also thinking about ways in which you can leverage that privilege. And for me, when I said before being raised by a single mom, not having my dad around really allowed me to become scrappy and self-reliant and a person that has this can-do attitude. If you grew up in a situation where maybe you didn't have a father around or was a single parent household, but you don't look at it as a sense of privilege, like it is a sense for you of a disadvantage, which very well can be the point. 
But if you look at it that way from this fixed mindset of it's not going to get any better, this is what it is, then you won't succeed on your financial independence journey. So I'm challenging you to look at your life as a sense of privilege, to look at it from a sense of being grateful for where you are, despite maybe not having what other people had, because when you start operating from that point of view, you start seeing the opportunities in your life differently because things that never look like opportunity, things that look like a negative will start to turn into a positive. You'll see how you can use that to propel yourself forward. Okay, let's talk about race. Let's talk about race, diversity on this path to financial independence. And so we are a complex species, right? Like we are human beings. We have all these levels that make us who we are, our race, our cultural background, our family structure. All these play a factor into our journey. And for a majority of people who are not aware of the financial independent movement, so from the outside, like if you're just realizing that this is a thing, and especially if you're a person of color, if you're a black person, African-American, someone who has been underutilized and disadvantaged in this world, if you look at it from the grand scheme of things, then this might seem like a movement not for you because you're like, you're going to save how much and you need to retire early. Like I'm not even on track to retire on time, right? Like, like that can be the thought process for a lot of people because there is a wealth gap in this country and around the world. And so you think more about, okay, how does race and diversity play a fact in my financial independence journey? So one, it's acknowledging that it is different for people of color. It is different for people who just come from different walks of life, right? The starting point is different, but it doesn't make it impossible. And that's one of the things I want to address with my platform is showing people that people of all races can do this. People from all backgrounds can do it. But if you come from a point of view that if you were born in a single parent household, if you were born in third world country, if you were born as a black person in America and you don't feel like you have the same rights, whatever that is, I'm not discounting that that is an experience because it is, let's be real. But we also acknowledge it, but then also the second point, the privilege part, look at where your privilege does play a role. It's not a time to dwell necessarily on that. It's like, what can we do to get ourselves to a better point, to put the next generation in a better position? And so I think these are three points of views that we don't talk about enough, but it's kind of like the elephant in the room, right? The income, the privilege, and the race side of things that we should talk about more and not be afraid to talk about. Because once you just say it, it's one of those things where people just also want to be acknowledged, right? Like, don't pretend that people from disadvantaged or lower income backgrounds or maybe African-Americans, like they, they have the same starting point. Let's not pretend that, right? Let's not pretend that it is. But we acknowledge it. And then if you are a person who feels these pressures or who does not feel equipped to walk the path, that already is a negative starting point and will delay you moving forward, right? It's kind of like if you're in a race, like I always talk about this race to wealth and this race to financial independence where it's really a marathon, not a sprint. If you are bogged down by all the negatives of your situation, then you won't get off the starting block versus a person who still has all those things, that baggage, but has that growth mindset where they are looking to improve. They don't have a fixed mindset. They have a growth mindset. And I want to talk a bit about the growth mindset because it's so important in being able to improve wherever you are, whether that's your income, whether that's your station in life, whether that's just your mindset. And so growth mindset and fixed mindset. According to Dweck, Dweck is the author who talked about the growth mindset. 
and the fixed mindset. And so this is like a little quote. It says, in a fixed mindset, people believe their basic qualities like their intelligence or talent are simply fixed traits. They spend their time documenting their intelligence or talent instead of developing them. They believe that that talent alone creates success without effort. And so that's powerful because Again, if you're looking at your situations as just a fixed situation, so something you cannot change, something you cannot look at differently, then you will stay stuck. You will not be able to reach your financial goals. But if you look at it in a point where, you know what, I'm going to take this and grow, whatever it is, whether it is something that is not that great or a negative, I'm going to turn that into a positive. And I don't mean to be all like Pollyanna and oh, everything's going to work out. But honestly, if you don't think everything is going to work out or if you don't have a positive mindset, then it's not going to work out. It's again, instilling in us this idea that we can accomplish our goals despite not feeling that we had the best starting point. And I believe as this podcast gets more out there as my story, as your story, right? We all have our stories that it's becoming more a collectively a thing, especially because media is picking up more about this movement, is that you're going to have people who, because they don't understand it, will first look at it and just discount it and say, well, that's easy for you because you earn six figures. Oh, it's easy for you because you're a white man in tech. It's easy for you for all these things. And again, it's not saying that it's not easy for these people, but don't believe that because they had these things that it's not possible for you to do just because you're not like them. So I wanted to make sure we were discussing this as a community and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I'd love to hear what you think of these ideas around income and privilege and race. Comment on this post when you see it because I'll be posting about it on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Let me know your thoughts. Hashtag journey to launch. Bring your ideas to the conversation. You know, I love interacting with you guys and hearing your thoughts. So now I'm about to read a review from Apple Podcasts. This is a review from Zoe Adele Coyle. Hope I pronounced that right, Zoe. She says, this podcast changed my life and my salary. I was curious about financial independence and wanted a host that as a woman I could relate to, not a random tech bro. I am so glad I found Jamila and the podcast. Her story is so inspiring, so much that I started my own journey, which involved putting myself back on the job market and now has given me the salary I deserve. Thank you, Jamila, for everything you do for this community. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And if you want to hear your review possibly read on the podcast and you listen to this in Apple Podcasts, go to that Purple app, leave that review. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Again, at me on social media, at Journey to Launch. I'm there on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Let me know what you think of these topics. And then also don't forget to join the Facebook community at journeytolaunch.com slash community. Hashtag Journey to Launch also so other journeyers can find you on social media. Again, if you wanna join me in the launch club, come on over, go to journeytolaunch.com slash launch club. And as always, journeyers, Keep on reaching your goals. Keep on going forward. Remember, it's about the journey, not the destination. I know it sounds so cliche, but it really, really is about the things you're learning and achieving on the journey, not the big, big win. It's the little wins along the way. So let's keep winning together, journeyers. Let's keep winning. So until next week, keep on journeying, journeyers. Journeyers.